Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. You are listening to Satellite Sisters. Welcome to May. It is Sunday, May 3rd. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California, and I'm here with an unexpected crew. We were saying it's been a while since this trio has been on. Sheila Dolan is in South Pasadena. Sheila, what's happening down there in South Pass? Oh, Leanne, I already had one half of my workout uh, (laughs) because since I heard Monica say that the new guideline for people my age it's an hour and 15 minutes. I'm breaking it up into two. Okay. <laughs> so I did I did a half-hour swim already, Leanne. You would be proud of I, I me. I am proud of you, Sheil. I am proud of you. Julie, have you gotten in any of your exercise guidelines <laughs> there in Dallas, Texas? Yes, indeed. I think I've done two hours already. So I'm good. Whoa. Really? Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Oh, Julie. Sorry. All right. Sorry. Didn't mean, didn't mean to. I didn't want to start the show that way. But you asked for facts. That's it. I'm going to spend the rest of the afternoon lying on a couch or in the grass. You know, nothing, nothing strenuous. So okay. I'm done. All right. Uh, we are the Satellite Sisters. Thanks for joining us. It's a full show today, uh, full of stuff that we managed to cobble together. But it's excellent stuff. I said this is some good work, sisters. So coming up, of course, we're going to talk about the royal baby. Julie will have a full report. She's been scanning all the British tabloids. She's got the headlines for you. Sheila has finally tried bulletproof coffee. She's going to uh, – or has some questions about Bulletproof Coffee. We're going to talk about that. Uh, Another curious wedding announcement in the New York Times we're going to discuss. Saving seats at events. Are you for it? Are you against it? Julie has some guidelines. And then mailbag uh, your your posts and comments about Machu Picchu and yogurt. So we're we're getting to that. But first, you guys, I want to thank Audible. Audible is a supporter of Satellite Sisters. They are um, a huge library of audiobooks. So if you love podcasts like you love Satellite Sisters, then you will love trying Audible. You can go right now and get an audiobook downloaded for free at audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters. That's our special URL. One free audio download for you, a 30-day free trial. Join us. Join us, those of us who have given ourselves over to audiobooks. It's fantastic. And Julie and Sheila, you know I said I was considering going back to school. Like I have this fantasy that I'm going to go back to school and it's going to be great, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. Laugh, but I know you have a quest for knowledge <laughs> and education, Leanne. Thank you, Julie. Thank you. But I also realized graduate school is really expensive. And, you know, when you go to graduate school and say creative writing, there's no guarantee you're going to get any work after that. So I have found these great courses on Audible to be a fantastic way to supplement my education while I'm doing the dishes for a very reasonable price. So I just downloaded three courses for the summer. And I feel like if I can get through all of these three courses that I will have just a bounty of knowledge. So I downloaded Food, A Cultural Culinary History, That's a Mm. 17-hour lecture course. I downloaded Cultural Literacy for Religion. I feel like that's a gap in my education. (laughs) I sort of pretend to know about world religions, but when it comes right down to it, I really don't know about world religions. Uh And then I've always been interested in um, the history of language, so I downloaded the story of human language. So Leanne, I, these are some heavy duty topics that you're going to be working on while you do the dishes. It's I'm, great. Yeah. I'm I, very impressed. I, I, now when I walk, I don't have a dog to walk. So I listen to, to history lectures. The other day I was working out in the pool. I have my little, um, my little, uh, you know, um, 
headset. Thank you. <laughs> I had that going. I Word was choice. I was, <laughs> woo. Wow, scary, huh? So I, I would just like to thank Audible for making me smart, smarter. So you can check out these courses and, again, 150,000 titles. If you don't care about the cultural history of food, download some mysteries, people. Just go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters, audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters. Thanks, Audible, for supporting Satellite Sisters. All right, so, Jewel, what's the story? You had a First Communion yesterday, and there was some egregious seat saving is that what was happening (laughs) we almost came to blows two grandmothers pitted against each other you know this is advanced season graduations sports awards concerts school plays so yesterday was first communion day for my granddaughter alice so and being being a dolan you know i volunteered to go early to the church with my husband to save the seats because you know the The little family had to get, you know, Alice in her first communion dress. They had a lot going on over at their place. So, you know, uh, so we got to the church and in the, in the Dolan tradition, you can't be too early, right? No, there's there's, there's no such thing as being too early. There's no such thing. So the (laughs) the first communion started at 10. By 8.30, my husband and I were looking at each other in the pews. We were in the pews. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we were the second family in there. So we weren't the first and um, it was all going well. And we had, you know, we had, I had brought up Pashmina, Sheila, lovely, because I didn't want to be cold. Oh, in yes. And that's what I was using to save the seeds for the little family when they arrived. And it was all going well until uh, Mr. O'Sullivan, he's the assistant principal, he came out and said, oh, you know, to the, to the small group, there were maybe 20 of us that were, were sitting on the left-hand side of the church saving seeds mm-hmm. and, uh you know, he said, you know, we counted wrong in terms of the number of pews. We need we need you all to just move back to rows. Okay, oh, so, no. so we have Bum- no problem with that. We get up, we move back. But there's grandma is sitting right behind me. Okay. <laughs> and at first she pretends like she can't hear. And uh, I said, you have to get up and move back to rows. That's what Mr. O'Sullivan said to do. <laughs> And she's pretending like, you know, I don't understand. But I knew she spoke English and I knew she understood. And then some other man talked to her and said, you need to get up and move two rows. We're all moving back two rows, you know. And she said, no. She said, no, she wasn't moving. Well, Well, I just gave her a look. I was like do you know who you are talking to? You are talking to urban Nana. I have just, I've just come back from two tours of duty in Brooklyn. You and that pretty little granddaughter of yours better just get up out of the pew and move right. back to Rose. Well, I, mean, right. well I, I don't understand how her refusal to move was uh, jamming you up, Jewel. How was that jamming uh, you up? Had, she was sitting in the, in the row I was supposed oh, to be Okay. She All was right. behind me. Okay? okay. And she was not moving. I was moving, but Grandma and her little co- and her little granddaughter were okay. not moving. Okay, okay, and not so because this, she didn't, just, didn't just, understand. Yeah. So in the first communion, there are many girls making their first communion, right? Oh yeah, this was a big event. Sheila. Yeah. Okay. Jam packed. The church was going to be packed. This was, you know, the whole second grade plus, you know, um, all the other kids in town that are. So it was a big group. There must have been 50 or 60 kids making their first communion. So, 
So you needed to be there early and grandma needed to move the two seats. So I gave her a look. I mean, I mean, this time you're at a first communion. I, it was, it was so ugly. Okay. I just couldn't, even, I couldn't even believe it. And it was so, so she finally got up and moved, but you know, in the Catholic tradition during mass, there is a kiss of peace where you turn to all your neighbors in <laughs> in church and you shake hands or you know you just you you greet each other she uh-huh. was, grandma was having nothing to do with urban nana when i turned around she was still mad okay right. and she's only one row behind you That's, yes she's okay. one row behind me and she you're is, what like oh, the six you're like the second row of families we're, no, we're like the third or fourth. Third, okay. okay, but okay, still, so, you're up front. You're all up front. Up, we're up front. We're behind the communi- communicants. But, uh, okay, so that was, so we finally got Grandma to move. And then, you know, Lee and, and Sheila, you both, Sheila, you know this because you work at a school. Lee and you've had kids at schools where, you know, they do the school auction item where to reserve oh, the yeah. seats. Oh, yeah, that's a big one. That's always a popular one. Well, they did that at Alice's school at the school auction. You could reserve the first seats for, uh, for the first communion. And don't you know it, the family that won, they have 11 Dutch relatives. Okay. Oh These gosh. were the tallest people you have ever <laughs> they, seen. They are the tallest the grand, people grand, in the world. Grand, the grandmother was six two. They had an <laughs> uncle that was six eight. It didn't matter if they were standing, sitting, or <laughs> not. I did not see a single thing. So here it was. Like I was gonna take down grandma behind me. You were ready to fight. I still didn't see a single thing at the first communion. So, oh, Jewel. But it did make me think about guidelines, you know, for saving seats. Yeah. I mean, is it rude to save seats? I don't think so. I think at events like that, you're allowed to save a couple of seats. I think, yeah, I think there's a limit to, I don't think you can save four rows of seats. I right. don't, I, I, you know, I think a reasonable amount of seats, six, eight seats, that seems reasonable or, or yes. a single row, but you do sometimes see people that go over the top with the seat saving and that's a little obnoxious. I, well, I agree uh, with yeah. that. I don't and think I, I think that the people who get there early enough to save seats as early as you did are people who tend to go off a little bit. <laughs> if anything, you know, if you're told, I, I'm sorry, you have to move back to Rose. I mean, you know, that's those are some strong personalities to get an hour and a half, get to the church an hour and a half early. Julie. Really? Well, I, I felt like, you know, I mean, why wait at home when you can wait in church? That was my thinking. Yes. But and I saw another grandmother, not the one that I had the altercation with, and she brought a ribbon. And I thought that was a very nice way to save seats. It seemed it's friendly. It's not too aggressive. I don't like when they print things out uh, on pieces of paper. I don't like that. I don't think you should save a whole row. You don't need to be a hog about it. And I think maybe there should be some ratio that if you want to save nine seats, you should come with three people. Yeah. A three to one (laughs) ratio. I, I I think that is fine. And I think you certainly should work with the other seat savers. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I just want everyone to understand. I had a very nice conversation with the family that was sitting in front of us. Um, you know, it was just the one grandma behind me that was giving me trouble, you know, and, uh, 
And I guess I suppose don't forget while you're there. I think for a moment. <laughs> you did. I, for a moment, I was not thinking about my granddaughter receiving her first Holy Communion. I was just thinking about, like, how I could take down this grandmother. That's okay. And that really is not the spirit of the event. Would no. you say, sisters? No. No, Julie. Liz, you know we love talking about frame bridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would I, you I like did. to share? Would you like I know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids. And one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already frame bridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the frame bridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, rate or gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds you like- you're going to be happy, okay? <laughs> That's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit Framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's Framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. Liz, summer is coming up, and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling sure. there yes. with, your, with your butcher box. What, what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for part of the summer, yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what, uh, what, what I'm recommending. By yeah, <laughs> the way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy to find high quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate free and wild caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because yeah. it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> nice to have something familiar there. <laughs> yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. 
Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. So I say work with other people, you know, and if you're asked to move back, move back. That's, that's all I'm saying. Okay. Move back or move them back, you know? <laughs> all right. And oh. Sheila, you would like to introduce a new segment now. Yes. I understand. I would. I, I pretty much introduce a new segment anytime I'm on and they're not consistent, but here's a new segment for you. Okay. The, the post office fight or flight. <laughs> and can I just do a little survey, quick survey? Mm-hmm. Leah, when you're in the post office, fight or flight? Uh, oh, flight, flight. Okay. Yeah. If there's okay. more than like four people in line, I'm out of there. I come oh, back. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Julie, how about you? Yeah, a total flight. I mean, I have to be, I, again, I try to be there when it opens, Sheila. I like to, <laughs> I like to go of early. You do. Do you bring, do you bring your own velvet rope or, or no, some no, kind no ribbons? I know I don't save any spaces no, and I, and I don't believe in line jumping at the post office for sure. For oh, sure. There's, there's no line jumping. I mean, those people behind the counter are watching everything. And I guess that's what I resent is the fact that I'm in there. They are, God bless the post office workers. They are working really hard, but they're also monitoring the line. They're watching you. Okay. So by the time I get to the post office, I'm, I'm in a state because I rarely go because it's very, very intense for me. I mean, <laughs> so, you know, and I usually go pre-packaged and I rarely send packages, but I decided to send my daughter a spring care package. I do this from time to time. Um, everything from socks and underwear uh, to exfoliants, Julie, Good um, you know, workout clothes, some, some knickknacks and some patty wax, you know, um, I also include toothpaste because I figure she's always out of toothpaste. Um, <laughs> and they don't have toothpaste in New York city. Right? They do not have toothpaste okay. in New York city. Good so shit. this, this was a, a light package considered it was a lot of socks and underwear, but I, ha- I didn't bring my own box. I didn't bring my own tape. And the minute I got there, I noticed there was another man. There was a man there who was in high distress over finding a box. And I thought that he might be really not there to buy a box. I thought he was just part of, you know, the the people who wander off the street and sort of rile people up at the post office. That is a a subgenre. He was was some kind of street artist, Sheila, that had wandered in to the post office? Well, then I thought, because I'm paranoid, that he was coming over to me and asking me about boxes because he wanted to take my wallet, which wasn't true. He wanted a box, but he had been there for half an hour and he was in high distress. And that's, I think, what happens to everyone who's at the post office. (laughs) I mean, when, you know, you are fighting for your place in line, and if you don't bring your own box, you are packing and sealing and buying things that you wouldn't normally buy, like packing tape. I have six rolls of packing tape at home, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can't send a package without the tape. Right. Yeah. So um, at one point, I'll just call him Mr. High Anxiety. Was, <laughs> um <laughs> I, they told me to get in a corner and go pack up because I, I gave them a look like, ah, 
they said you need to go sit down in the corner and pack it up and then we'll you can get back in line so I said okay and then my um high anxiety came by again came by about eight times in front of me he goes and then it just started to be like a little bit like a rain man kind of thing where he's like I just need some tape I just need some tape I I just need some tape and I had tape and I had to I had to make a moral decision. Should I give him some tape? Yes. And what did you decide, Sheila? I decided not to because another woman offered the tape. But then here's the hitch. When he got the tape, it wasn't about the tape. He was he was just he was there for for the duration. I mean, he was probably there for four or five hours. I mean, he was still there when I left. Okay. It was and you know, when push comes to shove, when you get in the, when you're at the head of the line and you actually bring your package up there, they are incredibly nice. Yes. They're yeah. helping you. And, yes, and- they are, Sheila. They want to give you the lowest rate. They want your package to get there the fastest, the yeah. safest way. Yeah. Super but be- nice. But before you actually put the package down, it's just, it's excruciating. <laughs> and as I, I, I was number two in line and number one was a middle-aged woman like me who basically just had her eyes closed the entire time. I said, are are you okay? She said, I have a headache. (laughs) This is horrible. I said, I know. I said, what is it? She said, there are too many choices. (laughs) Because when you look up at the poster to get your mailing rate, it's insanity now. There's just so many rates. You can't. I said, I know. She, she, she said, whatever happened, just mailing something and having it get there. I said, I, I do not know. I don't know what happened to that, that option. She said, look at the choices. I said, I'm not even looking at them. I said. I said, I'm going to confer when I get up to the counter and put my package down. I'm going to confer with them. But do not look at the poster with the rates because you are just going to get. She's like, I, my head is splitting. (laughs) Wow. So we were two peas in a pod. I mean, two peas in a pod at the post office. uh, And high anxiety was just buzzing about if he was. He was running and gunning through the post office, medium size, large size, tape, no tape, borrowing tape, taking tape, returning tape. And finally, he just bought his own tape. I mean, okay. Okay. so I fought it out. And what I'm saying is I fought it out. Yeah, you did. You hung in there. Yeah. because, Because this package needed to go and I had it ready. And I did a sort of a mom thing, which was basically put everything in a garbage bag and then put the garbage bag into the box. (laughs) There was no note, nothing. Because, again, by the time I got there, I procrastinated this package knowing that I had to go to the post office, which is a very distressful situation. (laughs) And that's it. I'd love to hear from everyone. Post office fight or flight. Man, you're in good company there, Sheila. It sounds yes. like yes, my friend with the headache and Mr. High Anxiety. Oh boy. Okay, so um, 
Uh, am I going right to coffee now? You're going right yes, to you coffee. Are. You better have a cup of coffee right <laughs> yeah. now, Sheila. Well, no, what kind no, of no, I'm sorry. I didn't get to weigh in. I didn't get to weigh in on the Bulletproof coffee, which uh, you guys already discussed. And um, here's the thing. Um, I cannot have butter in the house because I feel butter is the most delicious thing in the world. And I think it... <laughs> I think a nice pat of hard, cold, or even a slightly melted butter on glutinous bread has to be the most delicious thing in the world. Am I right? Yes. Yes. That's that's toast. Yes. That has been Julie and I, our stance on the Tuesday show for quite a while now. I mean, it can be grass fed. It can be fake butter. It can be butter buds. I don't care. (laughs) It just has to be butter on bread. And so I was visiting friends in Santa Monica, and we decided to go to the Bulletproof Coffee. Now, I'm not saying it wasn't delicious. I'm just saying the whole glory of butter that comes in, like, it's, 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 a, it's a pat. It's a pat. It's a chunk. It's sometimes scooped out with a knife and just attacked it late at night if I have butter in the house. <laughs> Sheila, I never knew this about you. I mean, you're living with butter. I didn't know. I never knew. Butter something you you chew with bread, you eat, consume with something hard, not something hot and filled with caffeine. I I just want to say it right up front. I mean, I'm not paleo. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I don't have a chronometer. I'm not like, uh, (laughs) I'm not... You know, I'm not anything. I just want coffee separately, and I want my butter. If I'm allowed to have it once a year, I want it on bread. Okay? <laughs> That's my stance. Okay. Everything tastes better on butter except coffee. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's pretty clear. Last, apropos of nothing, but last night I went to this fancy restaurant in L.A., a new Red Bird, which is in the old cathedral, believe it or not. So, um, sounds paleo. Long story short, yeah. I mean, it's a delicious restaurant. Of course, we just sat at the bar because we didn't have a, you know, we didn't have a reservation. You couldn't get seats. I could have saved some seats. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we don't make reservations or anything. And it was it's just everything about this restaurant was super attractive. Like everything, like the lighting, the tablecloths. The wait staff. It was like George, oh. George Clooney's younger brother. I think was the the bartender. He's the oh. most attractive bartender I've ever seen. But at one point, they brought us the bread and the butter. But the bread was in like a sack, like a laundry bag. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, that. Oh. What, it's, it's, I was like, what is this? Oh, like Wait, a, but was it? Did you have it on bread? Oh, I you mean, bet. Yeah, you. I had. I had some butter. I had some bread. I had some bread and butter. Because you're right. It's the best. And I didn't care if it came in a sack. It was delicious. Uh, maybe it's like it's to keep it warm, right? Wasn't I guess the, the it presentation. Just, you it, was it was just. I, there was a lot of things about the restaurant. I had to ask, like, what is this? And. <laughs> no. Like yeah. I, I saw wine on the menu from Slovenia, and I was like, <laughs> well. What is what is that? And he said, "Well, it's controversial." I was like, "Well, I don't feel like a controversial wine tonight." <laughs> Do you have a wine that tastes good? Because <laughs> I don't want a controversial wine. George Clooney's younger brother, oh, who was, yeah. by the way, named Tevin. So, Tevin, that would Tevin. be. Yeah. Oh, that is a good made-up name. It is, isn't it? Uh, it's, it's, I like it. I like All it a right. lot. 
Okay. Uh, speaking of, of food, uh, this is fast food. The millennials continue to give us gifts that we cannot even believe. A couple weeks ago on the show, we talked about how uh, companies are now catering to the millennial generation because there are 80 million of them and they're taking over the world. So they're changing the hotel business, Sheila. I don't know if you've noted this, but millennials don't care about their rooms. They just want communal spaces. They want to hang out with each other all the time. So, oh, that is the worst idea. I know. I mean, the whole idea of going to a hotel is to lock yourself in a tomb and, and, and put the shades down and turn on the TV. That's not what millennials want, Sheila. They want big lobbies. They want Wi-Fi. They want fire pits. And they want picnic mm-hmm. tables so they can be with other people all the time. And but now, they're not really with other people because they're all on, on their, their devices. Phones. Yeah, <laughs> they're all on their uh, devices. So they're together by themselves. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, now they're going to be eating together by themselves because they are changing the fast food industry. This week, Tyson Foods announced that they will no longer use human antibiotics for its chicken production. But, you know, food experts and business experts cite the millennials because the millennials really care where their food comes from and what's in it, much more so than our generation. So, for for instance, Chickafee and McDonald's have both said that they are not going to use chickens that uh, have human antibiotics in them anymore. A couple months ago or a couple weeks ago, Kraft Food announced that it's removing all the artificial colors and preservatives from their mac and cheese. Which, oh, no. Yeah. That's terrible. That's and then terrible. replacing them with natural spices such as paprika and your favorite, Sheila, turmeric. Oh, so, turmeric. Yeah. Love it. Hershey is going to a simpler list of ingredients for its chocolate. Kellogg's is launching a line of muesli and granola without preservatives. And Pepsi is no longer going to put aspartame inside sodas, which I can't believe they still were putting aspartame. But this is all thanks to the millennials. People want to cater to those 80 80 million millennials. And so thanks, millennials. We appreciate it. It's good news, I think. I think it is good news. Yeah. I I, I don't know if I'd, you know... I like a mac and cheese with some coloring, but, you know, who knows? (laughs) I like bread with butter, too. Okay, well, that's not all the millennials are doing. I don't know if you ladies checked out the wedding section of the New York Times today, but it is insanity. Okay. Yes, yes. Explain, Sheila. Their cover story is, forget the rice, bring the sneakers. So there is a movement, and it is intense of millennials, basically, I mean, you have to, you know, 30s, late 20s and early 30s, creating weddings around major sporting activities, including 5Ks, marathons, hiking a granite peak in Wyoming, (laughs) um, doing things which, you know, to me, is it's the antithesis of what a wedding is. A wedding is to sit down... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and have a good meal and do some dancing. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, but this is of- it. Yeah, they said that they, they, uh, they want to add these athletic endeavors as a way to bond the guests. That, you know, Leon, they had one example of a wedding. It was a cardio bar wedding. Which- oh. How does that sound, Leon? Or maybe a spin classes before your, for all of your guests before the before the wedding, or yoga, a yoga wedding, right? Or a boot camp, Leon. Just just you know, instead of a, a bridal shower, you go to a, a major boot camp together <laughs> and and work out. 
So I, I love this quote from one of the grooms. My thinking was a lot of people were coming to the wedding were also runners. And so that's why he decided to start, like, do a half marathon for their wedding. Everybody. <laughs> and I, I was like, my thinking is steak or salmon. Like, that's all I want to think about when I go to a wedding. A nice wedding where you sit down. And it's it's a major, major industry. You're right, Julie. So they have these, they have these mobile units, Liam, that can come to the wedding and do... You can do like uh, yoga, you can do all sorts of um, meditation. So instead of actually going to a spa and having your feet scrubbed, you know, you have to have sort of a leader come into the bridal room and and lead um, a silent meditation. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... I mean, Leanne, they had one example of a couple that put together a tough mudder, you know. A oh, mudder yeah, race. that's this like a thing now, a whole a, thing. A ten, this was a 10-mile run oh, for through God. 20 obstacles. <laughs> and the last, at the finish line, they had some kind of electroshock therapy where they had actually had dangling live wires that you had to run through at the finish line. I mean, right. Right. So, I mean, I'm just envisioning like your grandmother trying to do that. Or it's just really alien. And Monica running through <laughs> butter, getting, getting to the electrical electro shop therapy at the finish. Or line. your poor pregnant guests or people recovering from surgery. That just it seems like it's going to alienate as many people as it bonds, doesn't it? Well, I, millennials don't have bunions. I think that's, <laughs> let's, let's just say it. Okay. I mean, if we got invited to any wedding like that, there would have to be an ambulance waiting, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, down at the bottom of the granite peak. Uh, it would be like it, it would be like you know uh, the New York Marathon or the LA Marathon <laughs> where they have you know hospital units waiting. I mean, <laughs> yes, we need a Bunyan mobile unit. <laughs> the end of the. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting rave reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. Do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Leon Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay, and I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you; it's also better for the planet, Liz. They're certified B Corp, cruelty free, and the first and only 
carbon neutral custom beauty brand. So pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSisters at oseamalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. <laughs> in no their kidding. skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils, I love it all. That duo they have going. Oh. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo, yes. you can you can literally see your skin get firmer and it just delivers <laughs> this full body glow. Okay. You know, we have raved about the Andaria algae body oil. Mm -hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria collagen body oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz, a youthful yeah. glow is going to happen. <laughs> and it's infused with Osea's signature Andaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself <laughs> because you're worth it. <laughs> that's, that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code SAD Sisters. So this is it. This is a win, win, win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSisters at oseamalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to oseamalibu.com and use code SATSisters for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. It, well, it does seem that, you know, I mean, I, obviously the bride and groom have every right to express themselves yes. and have an individual wedding and a wedding that, you know, that reflects their values and, you know, their interests. I get all of that. But at some point you, you cross a line where you are pushing your health habits onto <laughs> your guests. And I think that's wrong. I just want a cocktail, okay? That's Wait, it. Oh, yeah, we don't want Gatorade, okay, at the wedding. <laughs> I mean, seriously. So, I, you know, as Dad would say, good luck to them. They want to climb a Granite Peak before they get married. They're, you know, I mean, how good can a groom look with a fanny pack on? Really, seriously, is that what you want for your wedding picture? Okay. Oh, boy. God bless them. Good luck yep. to them. <laughs> Good luck to him. <laughs>
Well, speaking of someone that was looking good, can we talk about the Duchess of Cambridge yesterday coming out of the hospital 10 hours after she gave birth to the new beautiful princess, weighing in at a very, very healthy eight pounds, three ounces. Yeah, that is a solid baby. That is a nice big baby. That baby looked gorgeous. Uh, cute. Oh, cute. Adorable. I mean, I mean, because, you know, a lot of newborns don't always look that good, you know, day one. I mean, they're a little, they might be a little beat up from the whole uh, birthing process, but they, she was, a, the princess is a beautiful baby. No yes. doubt about yes. it. Yes. And the current odds right before the podcast, three <laughs> to one, the odds are on Alice for the name. So, you know that we are rooting here <laughs> Alice for Alice as the name and I mean, they, that, I mean, Lee, and you posted on our, our Facebook page, uh, the, the Satellite Sisters group, uh, you just posed the question that she is now, she set the bar so high for, you know, for, you know, new mothers that it's, it's almost impossible. Like I was, I was, as I watched her come down those stairs with the baby princess, I thought if that was me, I'm sure I would have fallen right. down the stairs, right? I, yeah, I, I, I remember I would... standing up was very difficult. Never mind right. descending <laughs> stairs. So she had the gorgeous hair, yeah. the makeup, the Jenny Packham lemon-colored dress, yeah. the, dress new, the new Jimmy, shoe, Jimmy Choo shoes. I mean, she had it all going. I she mean, did. that was... She looked great, and and what about uh, what about the big brother George? Was he adorable? So adorable. George, George is the cutest baby I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I think he's cuter than my own children. I have I, to he say, he's so darn cute. I cannot take it. <laughs> and I know that they are trying to be sort of a normal couple, but I did think it was a little preposterous as they were leaving the hospital. I mean, I could, they had all that security around them. Of course, they have like. Eight million people, the press line, they're watching them leave. And, uh, you know, and and they, you know, the Duchess gets in the back seat with the princess and then he decides the prince decides to drive the car. I mean, I mean, like he's some regular guy. You've got a princess in the back seat. You should have a professional driver. Right. I don't know. I I envision, though, that Kate, like, gets back to the palace and then just collapses, then just removes everything, gets back into her sweatpants and crawls back into bed. I hope so. For that one hour, she pulled it all together. And I I just I admire that because she's she just does her job. (laughs) She must be so hugely relieved to have the heir and the spare. And now she doesn't have to have any more children because she's had those horrible pregnancies. So she has just done her job in an excellent way. So So that was excellent. I mean, they had that special blanket on her that that's a big tradition in their family, royal family, to have a special receiving blanket. It was gorgeous. The little hat was gorgeous. Several landmarks in London were lit up last night in pink. Yeah, that was cute. I thought that was very nice. And of course, they're uh, they, they are they're at Kensington Palace. So today they've had visitors. Uh, her parents came with Pippa to check out the new baby. And you then are really course, keeping up. You're really keeping up. Well, I mean, this is very big news. Okay. I mean, I'm waiting to hear the name, Leanne. So I want to stay on it. Uh, the Queen has not appeared yet. Okay, she has not shown up, but she did wear pink today in honor of the new princess. Oh, so how about that that is a nice thing. Yeah, of course. Prince Charles came and he he dragged along Camilla, so they made a showing at uh, uh, to say hi to the new princess. But there is a little a little backlash going on that I want to report on, which is what they're calling the March of the Middletons. 
that apparently Char- Charles, Prince Charles, complained in March sometime that he was not getting enough time with baby George and that they, um, they're, you know, the press is starting to report that, you know, Kate prefers to spend time with her family and that the Middletons are getting much, you know, getting much more time with George. And they were the first ones there with the new princess and Charles and Camilla, you know, they they have to play second fiddle. <laughs> well, so, yeah. can you blame her? I mean, I cannot, that's exactly right. Liam. <laughs> I cannot blame if I was Kate Middleton. Okay. Okay, she, as you said, she has done your job. Yeah. She is saying to Camilla, you cannot touch me, okay? (laughs) Go away. Just go away because I have produced the air and now a beautiful princess and, and... And there you have it. So you just stay out of my life. And in fact, she's going to Kate and the baby, and I assume her mother and perhaps Pippa. They're going to they're going to decamp later this week and go to some secluded estate where she can rest. Good. And, yeah, she must I be exhausted. Oh yeah, yeah. I think she had someone reported she had stockings on with that dress, which is really hard to believe. <laughs> I mean that. I don't know. I will study the picture and I will give you. I will report back on the stockings, Leon. Leon, I'm sorry. I, I tried to get as many details as I could. I just that that would amaze me. That that would amaze me that you could put on stockings ten hours after giving birth. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's an epic feat. All right, good work, Julie. We're all keeping our fingers crossed for Alice. Although I do feel like because it's getting so much puppies, mm-hmm. all kinds of things happening at the Facebook group. You can also like our official page at satellite sisters and we're on twitter at sat sisters at sat sisters julie you're on twitter as what's your twitter name um it's i'm on as julie dolan smith julie dolan smith okay and i'm on as uh leon dolan so and liz is ss liz i think mm-hmm. right yeah she's at ss liz so uh sheila you know get on it if you have a chance i have to get, i have to get a twitter i have to get one get a twitter get a twitter, <laughs> you, get a twitter. you get a twitter <laughs> This show is just chock full of quotes, Sheila. That's another one right there. <laughs> Sheila's going to get a Twitter. Okay. But I have, I, you know, I, I mentioned on our uh, uh, last show that I am going uh, with a girlfriend to Machu Picchu. And lo and behold, Leon and Sheila, there is now a Machu Picchu subgroup forming at Satellite Sisters because a number of people have already been to Machu Picchu. They're putting up helpful hints. Quite a few other people are are planning to go or considering to go. So we, we have a real dialogue going on about Peru, Lima, Cusco, and Machu Picchu. So the big question this week is going to be to Guinea or not to Guinea. Because you may not be aware, but um, the national food of Peru is roasted guinea pig. Really? I I know that because we're studying South America. And (laughs) we just did did a whole lesson on guinea pigs. And what do you think, Sheila? uh, No way. No No way would I eat a guinea pig. See, Uh, I'm just thinking. Maybe maybe with some butter. I don't know. (laughs) Some herbed butter. That might be nice. I'm just thinking, you know, I'm not sure I'm ever going to get to uh, Peru again. This is my one chance. You know, I ate a scorpion in China. I'm proud of myself for doing that. I mean, maybe I could just have a little guinea pig leg or something. Uh, 
and it's getting fantastic reviews. It had a theatrical release here last week, so I didn't realize it was going to be on HBO, but I am a huge Nirvana fan, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. So, Sheila, I know it sounds like something you would be interested in, too. So, I definitely would be interested. Yeah, so Montage of Heck, that's on HBO this week. Uh, don't forget, we'd like to thank Audible if you're interested in a, an Audible course or any of the great books they have at Audible. It's audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters, audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters. Uh, we are putting our book to bed. That comes out in September. Liz and I actually had a business meeting this week, girls. We, oh, uh, yeah, that's good. Went to the corporate cafeteria uh, on the Fox lot. It just always makes me laugh that Liz works on a movie lot <laughs> because when you go there, Liz's office building is right across from the 